Brilliance Audio presents The Voice Inside by Brian Freeman, performed by Joe Barrett. Frost Easton felt a shiver in the house, which jolted him from a deep sleep. He assumed it was the beginning of an earthquake. His eyes shot open, blue and wide. In an instant, he was off the sofa, where he typically slept, and on his feet in the chill of his Russian Hill home. His black-and-white cat, Shack, sensed the disturbance, too. Frost saw Shack frozen on the coffee table with his back arched and his tail puffed like the bloom of a bottle-brush tree. He waited for the ground beneath him to shudder like a funhouse ride. This was San Francisco. Tremors routinely shook the city with a rumble of subterranean thunder. Most came and went without doing damage, but he'd lived through the deadly Loma Prieta quake when he was only eight years old. You never knew when the next big one was coming. However, Frost saw none of the telltale signs of a Templar this time. His sister's blue angel figurine, which was hung from a hook above the bay window, didn't sway. The empty Sierra Nevada beer bottle he'd left on the coffee table hadn't walked itself to the edge and tipped over onto the carpet. This wasn't an earthquake. This was something else. He realized that the disturbance was man-made— a bitter breath of cigarette smoke lingered in the house, the way it did when a smoker passed you on the street. Shack, who was normally an oasis of calm, tensed his entire feline body and emitted a throaty growl, as if to say an intruder had been here. When Frost glanced at the glass door leading to the patio, he noticed that it was six inches open, letting in the night air. He hadn't left it that way. Someone had been inside the house— he crossed to the patio door and stepped outside. It was the middle of a Saturday night. It was Halloween, and the coastal air was cold and damp. The city fell off sharply below the railing, leading down over flat rooftops toward the blackness of the bay. Frost wore sweats and a T-shirt with a caricature of Mark Twain on the front. His feet were bare. His slicked-back brown hair was messy. He grabbed the patio railing and listened— but he heard no evidence of someone escaping nearby. No car engine on the street, no movement in the dense foliage on the hillside below him. It felt like a dream, but it wasn't. Shack scampered outside to join him. Using his claws, the tiny cat did his best King Kong imitation by wrapping his paws around Frost's leg and climbing up to his shoulder, as if it were the summit of the Empire State Building. I've mentioned those claws of yours hurt, right? Frost said, grimacing at the pinpricks in his skin. Shack purred and ignored him, as if all were right with the world again. The cat's tail swished against Frost's beard, and his paws batted at the bedhead tufts sticking up from Frost's hair. The two of them went back inside. Frost closed the door, and Shack made a graceful leap to the sofa. In the darkness, Frost crossed through the living room past the kitchen to the formal dining room, which doubled as his office, and looked out through the tall windows. Below him, Green Street was deserted. No one loitered in the doorways of the apartment building on the other side of the dead end. He dug inside the pocket of his black sport coat, which was draped over one of the chairs. His badge was untouched. His pistol was still in its holster— Frost retrieved it, and with a gun in his hand, he checked the upstairs rooms one by one. He was alone in the house. 
and yet something wasn't right. The smell of smoke told the story. Someone had broken in, but whoever it was had taken nothing and left nothing behind. Why? Why? 